Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with a content contributor, contributor, an expert, good friend of the channel. And uh, I've been, I've interviewed him. He's interviewed me. We're good friends. Millennial Mike, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here and talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, I come to you for crypto, NFTs, metaverse, all these things I have no idea about. You're always so gracious with your time. You answer my stupid questions. And even my other questions, some, many of them are stupid, but uh, <laughs> you, you've seen me have a conversation on Bitcoin. You saw it this week with Rylas, uh, an attorney who is very big in the crypto space, uh, and Dion, uh, someone who's decided not to go there. Uh, but you've done some research recently, and you think you've uncovered some special sauce attributes that maybe I have missed uh, about Bitcoin. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sure. So while I was watching your video uh, of Rylus and Dion discussing Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all this type of stuff, um, I decided to research Bitcoin specifically a little bit more. And I want to give a shout out to two of your followers, uh, your commenters in the subs subscriber comment area. RR and another guy named JMS because they said, you know what? You should check out this book. And I actually hadn't read this book and I've read a few books on Bitcoin. It's called okay. the Bitcoin standard ah. so for, for your followers. It is an audio book with a YouTube link. I will put in the comment of this video, the link to that audio book so that anyone can go and listen to it for free on YouTube. Awesome. I recommend you listen to chapter one, eight, nine, and 10. Those are the important ones. I'll put it in a comment. Don't worry. There is something extremely unique about Bitcoin that makes it much more different than the other cryptocurrencies. Okay. A lot of these individuals are trying to get away from calling things cryptocurrencies and instead call them digital assets. Because I think that I think that assuming that it's going to be used as a currency, as a type of money, yeah. isn't necessarily the right um, approach for it. A lot of times when we no, talk I, about- No, I agree. Yeah. I think, I think when you use the word currency, the layman- which again, I think with crypto, one of the things you have to get to is mass adoption, right? Once you mm -hmm. get over that curve, that adoption curve, it's, right. it just happens. Mm -hmm. And I think the word currency with something that's ones and zeros makes the average, the layman, me, go, huh? I can't right. hold it. Eh. Right, so, right, right. So the interesting thing, um, it, Bitcoin is not, it, it is not able to ever be a currency. It will not be able to fulfill a currency uh, role in our society. I'll explain why. Um, it is a great store of value. It has value. It is probably, arguably, the only resource that truly is scarce. Everything else, there is unknown amounts of quantities in the earth that we could have yet to discover. Gold could drop in value if we found a big pot of it somewhere, right? There truly is a scarce amount of Bitcoin. There will only ever be 21 million. So that's a little bit unique about it. But um, the creation of Bitcoin is so unique in terms of the, the set of random things that happen for it to be adopted, for it to become popular, I don't think it can be recreated by another mm. coin. So okay. one of the things most people know is, who's the founder? Satoshi Nakamoto. It's a pseudonym. No one knows him. He hasn't participated, posted online, or said anything about Bitcoin in over a decade. Did he die? Did he disappear? Was it a conglomerate of corporations, the Chinese government? Who knows? No one knows who the founder is, where he is, where he went, right? Hmm. Which is weird. It's odd. If you think about Ethereum, we know who Vitalik Burian is, and he's the head of Ethereum. And if you think of other great tech companies like Tesla or Apple, everybody knows Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. Hmm. Nobody knows this Satoshi Nakamoto guy. 
Now that is a double-edged sword because unlike Ethereum, if something needs to be updated or changed, it can be updated or changed. With Bitcoin, it's not possible. Well, I shouldn't say it's not possible. It's that it won't happen. It is technically possible. Have you ever heard of a fork? Oh, of course. Okay, so what happens in a fork? And I know this is complex for some of your viewers. I'm sorry, I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Bitcoin exists as a line of code and programming right here. This is how it was initially created. Mm -hmm. Now they decide, you know what? Some programmers get together. There are some uh, setbacks with this current system. We'd like to change to a new system or, or update it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna tweak the programming. And that's what a fork is. It's the tweaked programming. But the problem is, is that un unless you can get everyone everywhere or 51% or more, but everyone essentially would have to quit the old version and move to the new version mm -hmm. in order to make this value of this new coin equal to the old coin. You have to get rid of this and create this new one. Correct. And this, the network has grown so much at this point that it's impossible. It's just not possible. And every fork that's been tried with Bitcoin has failed miserably. And Bitcoin cash is the most recent one. And it's worth like 1% of what actual Bitcoin is worth. Mm -hmm. Now, back on my point earlier about why it'll never become a currency. There is a transaction limit for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Random guess, Ray, do you know how many transactions Visa is capable of carrying out in one second? Visa, the credit card. Oh, I'll say a million. They actually can do uh, 2,000 transactions in one second. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So you know, it, after about a minute, you know, or a couple minutes, you can get millions of transactions within a minute. Okay. Sure. And and the ability to carry out all of these transactions is because Visa's computing and processing power is centralized. Mm -hmm. It's in one location, all their supercomputers backed behind 50 million firewalls and probably 500 million programmers protecting it. Mm -hmm. It's centralized. There's no argument that could say a decentralized network is as powerful as conducting transactions as a centralized network. Okay. You know how many Bitcoin can do in a second? Two. I have no idea. Four. Oh, I was close. <laughs> Four. So I want you to think, is it possible that we could adopt Bitcoin yeah. as the currency for exchanges between you and I when we're at the store? It's not possible. That does not mean it's not valuable. It is. No, it's just not a currency. It, it yeah. cannot be used as a currency. Another thing, um, the transaction rate. When you swipe your credit card and it sits in that thing for you know a second or two before it beeps at you and says remove card, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Bitcoin takes 10 minutes to verify transaction. Mm. You can't stand in line at Starbucks. For no. 10 minutes for your coffee. I, I, like, I like my coffee hot, not lukewarm. Exactly. So just these two basic things right there, you should be able, anyone should be able to say this cannot be used as a regular currency. That's a major con about Bitcoin. Okay. And Dion brought this point up when he talked about transaction threshold, and it's a mm -hmm. great point. I don't think Bitcoin is going to become money. I think Bitcoin is going to become gold. Yes, I agree. Digital gold, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Right. Unfortunately, as we are seeing right now, governments have the ability to ruin the value of money. Oh, yeah. No question. We got off the gold standard in, I think it was the 70s. Mm -hmm. And the value of money has just dropped over time. They can print it. They can abuse it. They can, they can manipulate it. They can quantitative easing it. They can make it sound fancy, but they can destroy the value of money. And every government does it across the entire planet. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is a store of value if combined with some other type of cryptocurrency, maybe Ethereum, something that has the ability to process the number of transactions required to be a viable currency mm -hmm. um, and do it much quicker, you know, at a faster than 10 minute breakdown, 
that backed by Bitcoin as the gold standard, the Bitcoin standard, I mm. think is where we actually get to when it comes to using this as money or currency moving forward. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So again, the other thing that I like about our conversation, again, why I come to you, Millennial Mike, is I believe, uh, you know, as an older generation, right, Gen X, or, you know, that's where I am, baby boomers above me, uh, we sometimes get locked into our very biased and just our very biased opinions. I believe the answer for investors is in the generation ahead of you, if you will, right? So millennials, for me, for you, it, it'll be Gen Z or whatever right. they're called. Uh, and I think, I think crypto is the answer. Uh, again, I think uh, as new technologies come out, there will be plenty of fraud and scams and rug pulls. And for me, uh, I took 1% of my net worth. I picked, you know, three or four coins and said, that's there. For me, it's an insurance policy. It's not even really an investment. Mm. It's, this is my just-in-case pile. If it goes to zero, I don't care. Uh, but hey, if it goes to the moon someday, awesome. And for the record, I did the same thing 18 years ago. We happened to be silver. I bought a bunch of silver at less than 10 bucks. I held it for seemingly forever. And then one day it was worth a bunch. I sold it and bought lots of houses. So I've done this before. I just see it as digital gold, uh, unlike physical, because it's true. My net worth is bigger than it was back then. So 1% is a more meaningful number. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I did it. I placed my bets and I don't look at it. I don't touch it. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's important enough for me to have 1%. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Awesome, buddy. Well, if people want to check you out, see what you're doing in your millennial Mike world and, and follow your leadership, where would they go? If you go to YouTube and just type in millennial Mike, you will find me where I talk absolutely not about Bitcoin or crypto at all. I focus 100% on out-of-state real estate investing and building a portfolio through real estate. But I'm happy to chat with anybody in my DMs about Bitcoin if you want to talk about it. <laughs> yes, and don't come to me because I don't know. I don't do anything. <laughs> go to him. <laughs> Thanks, buddy.